0: guys welcome to episode number seven man i can't believe it's seven already yeah it's pretty fast it's crazy um i'm your host jason menorinter and i'm your co-host david Liu. and we got a special guest today gurkhamul kalar yes our old friend what's up guys <laughs> childhood friend yes uh Gerkimo kalar so say something gurkhamul
1: What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grew up with Jason, next door neighbors. Yeah. Since next door neighbors. We yeah, all went to we high school together. High school.
0: Yep, yeah, I yeah. remember that. He, he used to drive me home every day. Yeah. Gurk used to drive me home too. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Gurk, Girk, or Akash said, just drive me home every day. Yeah. That's yeah, sweet. A whole lot of people home. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I spent a lot of time. That was yeah. fun. In the, in the Escalade and in the yeah. the, the G35. I know. Yeah. Whenever
1: I had the Escalade, that thing was like just packed. Like, yeah. Like, All the time. There'd be like too many people in there. There'd yeah. Like yeah. 12, 13 people. It'd yeah. take me like. An hour and a half, two hours ago, <laughs> I had to drop everyone off at home. Yeah, it was sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a little background history. So, yeah, before we get started with this, just want to introduce Gurkmal and um, kind of what we're going to be discussing about, and kind of introduce him. So, Gurkmal, they have a lot of businesses that they run, multiple businesses, uh, including a Best Western and Airdrie. Um four liquor stores yeah. um but their their whole family actually collectively have a lot more and you guys also run a dairy queen own and operate a dairy queen in sage hill yeah is that right yeah. nolan hill sage hill, yeah. nolan hill and he's also a father of two right yes you got one more coming or what no not, not, <laughs> right <now>. <laughs> not, <laughs> not right now not, not at the moment and what are their names
1: Josh and amaya
0: joshin and amaya yeah they're cute kids yeah very cute kids very very cute mm-hmm. kids so yeah let's get that started we got a lot i, I don't even know what which direction we're gonna go let's start uh, at the beginning let's start at the beginning like usual <laughs> right yeah i guess how old were you kirkmo when you first realized you guys had like a family business and
1: you realized that you had to get into that role with your family well, growing up um, in our family, we always had businesses. So, like, that was just something that we did. It was just never, it was nothing that was, like, so.
0: My, like, like how old were you when you're, like, okay, now I got to step into this business role of, like, a
1: family business? That yeah. was that was later on. That was probably really more into when we got into, like, the hotel side of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's um, probably
2: after college, right?
1: Yeah. Like, I didn't, it was weird. cause like, so a little back so i had some other stuff going on at the time right mm-hmm. so um i think me and eric at the time had uh we had a company called genesis eon that used to do uh import export of some liquor and stuff
0: i you know what i kind of remember that. <laughs> yeah. so i totally forgot about that but yeah, yeah you guys had i oh yeah i, I do yeah. remember this you had
1: uh, alcohol, beverage, yeah, yeah. Is like a wholesaler. Yeah, wholesale. So me and Eric used to run, uh, Genesis Eon, which is, uh, so it was a funny story cause Eric's like, my brother, by the Eric's, way. Eric's, uh, yeah. Jason's brother. Yeah. So, uh, how it started was like, so I was, um, it was so weird. It's all it started cause of Trump. So like, what? it's, it's kind of <laughs> really? weird like that. Yeah. So what happened was, um, <laughs> I was already like, at this point I already knew that like I wasn't going to do school or anything like that. How, how, how old were you? Uh, this is just after high school um so right after high school i got my r- real estate license mm-hmm. i still that's another story but like, <laughs> um you still and then, yeah and then so i was going to uh kind of mount royal at the time and then i dropped out of mount royal and i went to say to do marketing mm-hmm. and at that point like i think i did like a year like a semester mm-hmm. two semesters there and mm-hmm. then i was like you know what like this isn't for me either. Yeah.
2: Is that when you were taking international business?
1: International business at yeah. uh, Mount Royal. Mm-hmm. And then I did marketing at Saint for like two semesters. And then I was like, yeah, this is like just, <laughs> I felt like it was a waste of time for me. Yeah, So yeah. like, just I, like did, I, just wanted, I just wanted, of us here. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just wanted to start going. Like yeah. I was like, you know what? Like I just want to start doing stuff. And mm-hmm. I was already kind of like looking into like, I liked international business. I liked like the import export of stuff. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that time I already started kind of looking into like liquor because that's kind of, the family background was like we had liquor stores yeah time. you guys
0: had a bunch of liquor stores yeah, yeah so
1: my uncle 96 90 no 97 we opened our first store mm-hmm. uh the family did and then uh right next to the bottle depot on 16th what? avenue there yeah
0: that's on 16th of yeah. uh, uh 16th. Bo- yeah. it's like by that batting cage Home road. Yeah, yeah yeah around
1: there bonus bottle depot and yeah so 96 is when they uh,
2: privatized. Privatized the, the it, liquor store. We, we did it about
1: a year later. 97 is when yeah. we did, they opened that first location. I think it was June 97. So we're just, I think we were like 21 years, 22 years. Crazy. Now. So that was your first liquor store you found, your
0: family yes, yeah, Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so, you weren't involved yet?
1: No. No, no okay. So that was like 97 and then. <laughs>
0: Um, oh yeah, you you you're probably like ten years old at that yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that liquor, yeah, so that liquor. So that liquor. Hey, it, right? immigrants make your kids work young, <laughs> man. It was man. Like
1: for me, it's more the bottle depot. Like mm. you know, um, growing up, my dad used to like, you know, the, it wasn't babysitters; to just bring us to work, and we used to just crush boxes in the back and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, old school. Old, oh old my god, there. dude! I really,
0: I know, I vaguely remember that because you, we used to collect. Um, Coke points. Yeah, Coke points. Oh, from the bottles. Yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah. the bottles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the plastic things. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, we used to I get mean, so many points. Because yeah. like
1: you're at the depot, right? And yeah. like people were turning their bottles and like who's actually cutting out the points of all the caps or pulling out the caps. So we used to sit yeah, there after yeah. I like two. Yeah. We all the, the back in the day we used to throw the caps inside the, the hole and there's a big bucket full of caps. Yeah. Mm. So, I remember that. Yeah. So we'd sit there and like Peeled, pop them up, pop the caps out, yeah, with yeah. like a butter knife or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> and then you'd have all these points, and man, we had so many points. Yeah, like, and then uh, we got at, so much. At, stuff. The,
0: at those points, at that point, I think they were giving away like dismants and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah yeah. We had yeah, so much. Stuff I remember like,
1: coding, that. Like, you guys are cashing in. Yeah, yeah. Any big prize we'd have from Pepsi or Coke at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Uh, and then so with back to like yeah so for the liquor stuff that's kind of like the first kind of business that i did was with eric there and Mm -hmm. then um so on your own
0: on your own right so because like yeah you guys i remember um you were distributing like it was like a vodka drink or something that was after a thriller 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 was after so
1: what happened was first me and eric started um so eric comes to me at the time and he's like hey trump started his own vodka we should bring it to canada (laughs)
2: And i was like um, what
1: was it called trump it's called trump vodka <laughs> right? interesting and i was like okay he's like just like uh, he's like uh, like how do you do it i was like um i'm like i know you the, you have to set up an agency like i kind of knew that side already so i was like, okay mm-hmm. well let me call aglc let me see what we need to do to get like our liquor license right yeah, our yeah import yeah. so i called You got all that figured out and then it's like okay well let's see if we can get trump's vodka i'm like, okay well I'm like, let's first see if we can get this vodka. So we started reaching out to the company. We started calling them. We didn't get really think anything back, but in that search, we started finding other products, right? And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? This could be something that we can do. And then from there, we registered to the company. We did all that stuff. So we got our import license for mm-hmm. alcohol. And then through the search, finding companies, we found uh, the guy's name is Rajnan. I know he runs. Uh, and so we started working with him from Edmonton. So he was doing, at the time, budget craft beer. Mm-hmm. So we started doing that, and we had the vodka, Mark's vodka at the time. And so that's what me and Eric started selling. So we were going, like, knocking on liquor stores and, like, (laughs) hey, like, you know, this is our thing. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and we, and it took a while. Were you guys selling vodka or? Yeah, we had. So we had vodka. No, this is before Thriller. So we had vodka. Craft beer. Yeah, it was like a budget craft beer and then we had uh, an actual craft beer from Mount Bigby which is the, the brewery out in Revelstoke so we we were selling their stuff too mm-hmm. and then um, just before it all ended we were we just landed um, what was it dead not dead frog it was a uh, I think it might have been dead frog yeah and then we landed dead frog just before everything kind of before me and Eric kind of decided it will we go it ways. Yeah. yeah
2: well it's crazy because you guys were doing craft beers before everybody else was kind of doing craft
1: beers yeah we were and so you guys
0: were doing craft beers and had th- oh no thrillers later so thrillers yeah. after so
1: what happened was Isn't like thriller uh yeah so thriller was a, yeah thriller yeah. was the bucket that was something drink. that they created oh yeah. you got jacked man <laughs> no no i we i did that so what happened was oh. uh, <laughs> uh so at the time, um, me and Eric started doing pretty well, right? Yeah. And then, um, but what happened was our one of our biggest suppliers at the time um, started having supply issues. There was like a family thing going on between them. Was, like, again, we were dealing with smaller companies, right? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we couldn't get product, mm. right? So we we started doing really well. Like we were selling like pallets of stuff. Like we were we, so we started finally making it almost worth it. Mm-hmm. And then we had that supply issue. And then at the time, we were, like you know, like, okay, Eric's going back to school. Um, what am I going to do now, right? So at that time, I, I still enjoyed it. I was still doing it. So um, I created a new company mm-hmm. and that. And then one of the biggest struggles we had was getting shelving space, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, okay, I need to create a product that I can get shelving space from. So that's when I started reaching out to co-packagers and I found a packager in Austria. And... From Austria, that's where that's where like Red Bull and everything kind of came from, and they were already doing vodka energy drinks. Right now, there nothing was really on the market right now for yeah. vodka energy drinks. There was nothing on the market. <clears throat> that's crazy. So, that's when I started Thriller, mm-hmm. and that was like my vodka energy brand. Bought it, brought it down, got it like you know all the labels, everything. Got it imported, got it listed here. Mm-hmm. Started, you know, it was just me by myself at the time, and we started to like. Starting the same thing, knocking on liquor stores doors, getting listings, going through that whole process. I, I remember you threw like a party or something at a, yeah, like a what club. Yeah, was that? Yeah. yeah was um, that like a Halloween or something? Yeah, like? we, did, we did a Halloween party. Yeah. W- yeah uh, and you guys were
0: like sponsored it or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah we we yeah, threw uh, a Halloween party at, I think, what was the club name?
0: Was it on Steven app? It was on
2: Steven.
1: B um,
2: v- v- bar Ali used to Oh, um, it was at uh, like where Steak and Main is yeah, now yeah, yeah. on the corner there on yeah. the 5th yeah. and
0: 8th
1: yeah i don't I remember what it's called now but yeah so that that was a crazy experience too like
0: so how long uh, how long was that um that whole thing with like starting with eric and then so, like your thriller so
1: we started at 18 so that was a crazy thing because we started at like <laughs> started 18 yeah. That. yeah um so we started importing liquor at 18 and this crazy thing was like when we were reaching out to u.s companies um legal drinking ages are 21 right so we're 18 <laughs> over here and we're like hey like <laughs> you know, send us liquor, you know, and people would send us samples. We had, like, if you go to my basement now, we have, like, a bunch of sake from Japan, a bunch of other stuff, like, a bunch of stuff, like, you know, we were talking to companies, we'd get their, like, supplies down, like, you know, we were taste testing them. Is this going to work? Is that not going to work? And, you know, <laughs> so, so 18 and then um, 21 is kind of, like, that's, like, when I started getting involved in the family business. Um, and now, like, mm. so
0: so from 1821
1: yeah so that that was all liquor and thriller and Genesis that was like that era right there
0: crazy what did you uh, learn the most in that three years because I feel like now that you mentioned your age at at a young age as entrepreneurs we, we all go through that and and like learn shit right because you think
1: you get like yeah. you, the whole world's yours, but then. Yeah, yeah. It comes, and, comes and then it's like. like yeah. yeah, it does. Like, my, like the thing is, when you did like napkin math, right? And that's kind of what Thriller was. We kind of did the napkin math on it. and like, oh man, this thing's going to make me money. Like, I'm going <laughs> to kill it here. Yeah. And it, like, the margins were there. Everything was there. Like, it was doing well. But the thing was, it's like um, warehousing. Mm. All of a like those costs that you don't really consider or think about like storage storage like holding, cost? holding costs oh. and that's what was like the killer there right mm-hmm. like if you weren't like pushing enough volume or stuff like that so like and that was the issue like when i'm bringing it down from like austria i for me shipping cost wise it would make sense for me to buy a container mm. but when it's here Storaging it, keeping it a container here is gets expensive because because like, it's alcohol, so you have to have it in government warehouse. Oh, so that like, government oh. warehouse. So it's AGLC, AGLC, oh. and those yeah. fees are through the roof. Crazy. So it's like okay, well, it made sense for me to bring that much quantity down, but once it's here, yeah. it was just you have to move it, it as fast. Yeah, you, you have to move it, to <laughs> move it faster. So then, this so then that starts you know eating away on your profits, profits and-, and everything, and then like it, and then yeah, so that's the big thing I learned was like those those hidden costs and stuff like that like you know the true cost of actually doing business yeah you need to
2: know like from shipping all the way to when it's in someone's hand what it's going to cost you otherwise if you don't have those intermediate costs in there then that's where you get screwed (laughs)
0: yeah yeah because because at a young age too yeah that's all you really look at It's like profits yeah Yeah. Yeah. you're like oh this stuff to cost is profits, but there is so much little details that come up that you don't even know when it comes to business right so
1: yeah and I was like the big thing with Thriller was that, and just like
0: the holding costs and everything, the holding yeah. costs
1: and all that kind of stuff. Because with with the other brands that me and Eric were doing, we weren't really taking care of those holding costs. Like mm-hmm. we never had those holding costs because mm-hmm. like a lot of those guys were local; they were smaller. So like a lot of BC companies, so they they were able to just, they were sending like a pallet, two pallets, yeah. you know. So it was easier for, for that distribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like but ship direct. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, where this was like, okay, well, I'm holding a lot more, mm-hmm. right, and. We, So that was the difference there. And then, yeah, and then at around that same time when I kind of launched Thriller, that was when, um, you know, my dad was, like, looking at, like, you know, we should, like... Get into something? Like, my dad wanted to do a hotel.
0: Expand. Expand, right?
1: Yeah. So I was looking, so we started looking at hotels and stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's when I kind of learned, like, you know, how to go through financial documents, going through that kind of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, really... So after that, that's when
0: uh at the same time yeah. you guys were because you had if, a real estate license at the same time
1: i got my real estate license right out of high school yeah mm. so right out of high school at that time it was like a three-week course yeah it's was like a, a, yeah it, it's <laughs> funny because like my brother-in-law pretty much like you know i was sleeping in my basement and come wakes me up hey i'm doing my real estate course you come like you're not doing shit this summer anyways come come do it with me right? yeah i
2: remember you telling me that you're taking a your real estate <laughs> course and i was like that's crazy. He's <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. like, he's like, you're not doing anything anyways. Like, and it was like, I don't know anyone in the class. You could just sit there with me, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like, you know? Yeah. And then that's how I ended up with my real estate license. <laughs> it was like, at the time it was like three weeks. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like three week in course class, yeah. in class, three week course. Now it's like a lot bigger. It's like three modules, or whatever you guys, whatever you I guys, think have like to it go takes through. up
2: to seven months, I think just yeah.
0: to finish. Just yeah. To, yeah. So, so many more steps. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you're um so now you guys are in the process of looking at a hotel mm-hmm. yeah right and and then you guys got one yeah. um, I remember that too yeah uh, yeah we, that's sweet yeah. yeah
1: we got the hotel um, what
0: year was it yeah 2009
1: okay. 2009 this is when we took over
0: has it been 11 years? Yeah. Just after yeah. the recession.
1: Yeah. And crazy. Like, so we, yeah, the timing was crazy because, like, we we just took it over, and that's actually when it just, the recession just hit. Mm-hmm. So we took a big dip, and, like, I was 20, yeah, I was, like, 21, 22 mm-hmm. at the time when I took it over. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy because I took over a staff of, like, 35, 40 people, mm-hmm. you know, because we had a restaurant, bar, you know, and the hotel itself. So yeah. I, I ended up taking over, like, you know, hotel with, <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. like, you know, it was, it was very overwhelming and like you know, but like you just kind of figure it out. Yes. You know, you, you're just thrown in that situation. You just kind of figured it out, and that's kind of what happened with me. Like, my dad wasn't like he's not computer savvy, nothing like that. So like, you know, you had to jump in there. I, like, I'm the one that pretty much took over. I became the GM. Yeah, at 21. At 21. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: that's probably business I'm not though. In my head, I'm like, <laughs> what was I doing at 21? Like
1: <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, that's but, a lot of responsibility at 21. It was, man. It is. It, um, I remember, like, New Year's Eve, like, something went down at the hotel at the, like, whatever, I forget what party I was at, and I was like, okay, well, I'm leaving this party, and I'm driving up to Eirdrie, because I got to deal with some stuff. <laughs> was it at the Palliser we had the that party? Because that was around
2: 2009.
1: I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know if it's that first year, I don't but, know, but uh, there's been many times where you get a phone call, like, 3-4 in the morning, or something like that, like, and you just, when you're general manager of a hotel, you got to get up and go deal with it, right?
0: Yeah. So how was that uh being general manager at that age and <coughs> learning cuz I remember there there was been restaurants added in I remember you, well you guys had a, got a car wash too cuz yeah. that's where at the same time so me Vikram yeah, and yeah. Eric did the car Yeah, wash. yeah. we had the, yeah, we the, yeah
1: we we did the car wash I think around the same time so yep. we we uh we did the car wash in Airdrie as well
0: it was yeah. on Main Street um, and then, yeah, and I also remember you guys started implementing restaurants in there. You guys opened restaurants, you guys. Yeah, Korean restaurant. Uh, uh, horse bedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, when, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was crazy. BLT's so, so what happened was, like, yeah.
1: yeah, so when I took over the hotel, like, I remember my first phone call with, like, a company, like, hey, like, can you load these rates up on like GDS? Can you do this and that? And they're using all this terminology I've never heard before. I was like <laughs> and I just writing down taking notes. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, no problem, we'll take care of that. <laughs> and then I was like sat in that chair and I was like, Holy like what did I just get myself? <laughs> like what am I doing here? And like um and then from there, like honestly, like at that point I just learned like um just ask questions. And i I've, I've never been like the person to be like, Okay, like I know everything, I know this. Like mm-hmm. at that point, that's when I started reaching out to people within like for support that's western or yeah. people that I met, like other general managers and stuff like that, and just be like, hey, like, what does this mean? Like what is this? Like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. how do you do that? Like how like these are my housekeepers. How many like how many rooms should my housekeepers be cleaning? Like, you know, this and that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. And like, you know, it's like all that stuff is all new to me. Like I've mm-hmm. never had to deal with that, right? And mm-hmm. then like must coming from a retail business where it's like, you know what, like if I'm stuck with inventory, you know what I can put it on sale and get rid of it, mm-hmm. to a business where like if I don't sell that room today i'm never gonna see that money again yeah yeah mm. right so the mindset was a little different from there too
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was the other crazy like and then i remember the restaurant was leased so just kind of when we took over the guy from the restaurant kind of like they weren't managing it well the bar was a mess and everything like that so i remember i was like okay hey, we're kicking this guy out like i'm taking over the restaurant mm-hmm. and then i took over the restaurant the um, and the bar and then he never paid his staff he never did this and i was like oh my god and like so then i like i was like 21 at the time like i'm trying to figure you know out. just yeah. trying to figure out how to at the same time run a bar like how do i run this bar now like yeah. how do i manage this <laughs> bar like you know what i mean and like so what wasn't um vikram the bartender there? Vikram, vikram came later because oh. vikram was still younger then right oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so like vikram did bartender for a bit after. vikram's his uh Greek-most little brother yeah yeah so yeah, and I just remember like um, yeah, I ended up bringing Sid down. Uh, oh yeah, Sid yeah, yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. um, he was the only one I knew that had any like any bit of experience, and I like Sid was like serving at like you know uh, like his he's restaurant a right? restaurant like he was at Swiss Chalet for such a long time. I was like, dude, just come here and serve like at least just come serve. So I just know that like I know someone inside my bar and like. <laughs> Because, like, at the time, I had to, like – that was, like, at the same time and that um, – within a month, I had to fire, like, my first person I've ever fired. Mm. Right? I was 21. And I had to fire this, like, 45-year-old, um, like, you know, woman. Man, yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, you know, kind of, like, the bar manager at the time. And I, had to like, you know, that was, like, my first person I had to fire this, like, this little kid in there telling this, like, you know, <laughs> okay, like, yo, like – your services are no longer required. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> just like, Shit. it was crazy because I remember I ended up calling like my older cousin. I was like, yo, like, what? fired someone? Like, <laughs> what do I do? Because <laughs> like, and that's one thing I learned. It's over- scary the first yeah, time. It is. It is. Yeah, do you remember your first? Yeah, first I part? did. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I,
0: I was, uh, it was the cleaning company. Yeah. And they're like, fire her. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know her. <laughs> and, uh. They're like, call her up. She's not coming to work. She's not allowed to come. She wants to come, but don't, like, don't let her come in. Just call her. Tell her she's fired. So I remember, I went to, um, I went to the restaurant next door. I think it was Strath. Yeah, Strath. I'm like, give me three shots here. <laughs> I do three shots. I'm like, okay, I'm like, fuck it. I up, I just yeah, I called her. It's nervous, man. The yeah. first
1: time. Yeah. It, is, it is scary. Sure. So I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, but after a while, you know what you just realize is like. That, pot, that spot was not best for that person's growth yeah. either, mm-hmm. and it was not good for your company either. And I, I think yeah. that's a good way to kind of look at it now, mm-hmm. is the way I look at it when I let go of people too now, is mm-hmm. like, not something that I, you know, but I, I look at it as like, hey, what's best for the business? Exactly. And what's, uh, you know, what's best for that person too? Because obviously they're not thriving here. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. They might like hate me or whatever at that moment, but mm-hmm. later on I'm sure they'll find something better for themselves.
0: Yeah, it's like a blessing in disguise. Yeah. It like life always goes on and you make it such a big deal at that moment but it's actually yeah. it's better for everyone yeah right when yeah. You, when you do that and yeah. i think yeah the more you do business you just realize like you get what is it you realize it's just like it's nothing personal yeah it's just like hey it's we just got, business yeah, yeah we've got to do this
1: and um yeah because it, it comes down to building the team right like mm-hmm. it's really important like mm-hmm. the team that you're trying to build if you want to grow succeed or whatever you like you want your business to be there it's important to have the right people there right yeah and then sometimes those people hit plateaus or sometimes they're not learning or growing you know like Mm -hmm. knowledge is power but if you don't apply that knowledge then what's the worth what's worth it right so so that's a lot of people like that like we put them through training courses that's that and there's a lot changing their ways or whatever then it's like okay well it's best to kind of like move on or something right yeah for sure Yeah. yeah
0: right now you're you're still managing it right or are you like I, I feel like you're yeah
1: i'm, I'm back managing so i had a general manager again i've had gms there so mm-hmm. i'm back there managing now mm-hmm. covid and stuff it just makes sense for me to be there mm-hmm. and again it's just uh, i'm in that the reason why i brought up i'm back there rebuilding that team right so it's mm-hmm. back to like okay, how do we survive covid how mm-hmm. do we do this how do we like you know who's right fit who's not like who's the extra like i want i don't want to say weight but like you know like how do we slim? How do we, you know,
2: optimize, optimize?
1: optimize? And that's, you know, the crazy thing is in Alberta, I think a lot of companies have done that already. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people have gone through that. Like, how do I trim the fat? How do I like survive these last five years with Mm -hmm. oil prices being where they're at? Mm -hmm. And now with COVID too, like, I think a lot of companies have learned that. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I, it's prepared them. It's prepared them. Right. And then, so you're just kind of like, now you've gone through it. So now, those decisions that took you maybe a year or two to make before when oil kind of crashed, now you make those decisions a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Now they're just like, you know what? I've gone through this. I know exactly what I need to do. So I'm just going to do it now. Then, you know, let the whole... It comes with experience. Yeah. yeah. Because,
0: I, yeah, I know you're still at, at the Best Western and also running the Dairy Queen. And are you also running around with, like, the liquor stores building those? Because you actually got one... You, you got another liquor store last year was that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We and helped. like we i you saw it. you there and then like <laughs> i feel like you're then i've seen you at dairy queen when we go visit then yeah. you're, at, you're at the best western right so it's like i just have my dude where are you like yeah. you're you have like a paper route for yeah, all yeah. I, 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 I just do my daily routes <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like
1: <laughs> it, it, and it depends like sometimes it's like who needs the where do i need to be right like I'm sure, like, me and Dave, like, try to sit down for, like, lunch. I'm like, yo, I, I, like, Friday, I'll know exactly what my week next week looks like. I don't know yeah. what my week's going to look like 100%. next week. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, You know? And that's what I'm doing right now. Like, this year, for me, is, like, that cleansing year. It's, like... Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's that what? A cleansing year. Oh, cleansing right? year. Yeah. That's kind of what this year is going to be. Like, it's turning out to be, and it is for me. It's like, hey, okay, yeah. what isn't worth my time? What mm-hmm. isn't worth this, right? And, you know, just making those decisions. Like, okay, like, who can manage that who can handle that better like you know mm-hmm. yeah because especially with the family too man like i don't have
0: oh yeah you have you know you have kids, kids two kids, kids yeah. like you know it's married so, married yeah uh, I, th- I think yeah. this year i like how you said the cleansing year i listened to another podcast and they said it was like this is the great pause year mm-hmm, yeah. right to really reflect and see what is important and what is not and like what you guys are going to be doing next year right mm-hmm. so definitely like the cleanse i, I like that too
2: yeah it's yeah. like it was like a good time to just sit and focus on things because everybody else was doing the same thing yeah and like you're like hey where can i optimize where can i streamline processes where can i improve where can i spend the money to allocate to get more business when things start to open up again yeah so i actually i actually enjoyed the the COVID time
0: yeah. <laughs> myself well, Dave's changed a lot since COVID. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this guys uh, changed a lot. That's another podcast we could probably talk about. Man, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: it does give you a lot of time to like reflect, right? That's it does. What that, that's right? what it did. Like you're forced to like yeah. sit at home and, and focus. Like, focus. Yeah.
0: Well, and if focus. you pre- if you're working literally all the time, right, yeah. and you have no time to actually stop and think because yeah. you're go go go, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like you you can't take a few steps back and pause and then like actually reflect on what is important and not right. Cause I realized for me, I never stopped working. I never had like a staycation. And when I realized I'm like, I remember I was talking to Mel and I was like, I feel so guilty not working, you know? <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> you want some more? I'm good. You're good.
1: <laughs> it's too far away.
0: <laughs> but yeah, when you, um, uh, when I was like feeling guilty that I wasn't working during COVID, Mel was like, just take this time off. Yeah. And I was like, I am going to take this time yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to feel guilty. Yeah. And I don't care. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I don't, I'm not, I didn't think about work, I think, for like two weeks. And yeah, it was like, I got connected more with myself. And I was like, okay, now I know what I got to do. Now I know. And this podcast actually happened because of that. Right. Yeah. So. Definitely take this time to cleanse and and pause and just think and definitely it's gonna benefit yourself for sure in like the next years, right?
2: Yeah, like less external uh, distractions that are distracting you from the things that you actually want or need to do in life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's what it is. Like, um, it's like what are you wasting your like even like your thoughts, right? Like sometimes you're th- like thinking about something like you know even work related. It's like such a small task, but it just takes up time, right? Mm-hmm. It just takes up like that energy from you. And it's like can someone else just be dealing with this right now? Yeah. Delegate, De- delegate. Yeah. that, you know, and that's and that's what it comes down back to like, you know, and that's what this year's like, you know, cleanse out those things that I don't need to deal with. Who can deal with those things? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we go from there and how do we grow like, you know? Yeah. Um and then, you know, figure out those things like I think I was just talking the other day, is like can you take your like ten year plan and can you accelerate it and do it in a year? Like mm-hmm. well, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah well a lot of people right
0: now too um, and last year were like contracting their businesses but it seems like you guys were wanted
1: to expand your liquor business is that right or yeah so but the thing is like how long do we work on that like so that like for example like Seven that months. deal on tuxedo like it took us a while like I think we talked about it you almost like a year even before it even happened
2: yeah like we we went there to go talk and I, I knew the landlords there and then like it was kind of in the process. And then all of a sudden the one in the insurance company was leaving. They're like, Hey, these guys, you're, you guys interested by the time that we started talking about that, it took us another seven months.
0: Yeah. So they're talking about, uh, the new liquor store, the new liquor store that they yeah. got last year. Yeah. yeah. And, and Dave, uh, assisted with that.
2: Yeah. So yeah. we, we helped them get a, a new liquor store in tuxedo right beside the Italian supermarket. And like, yeah, it, the negotiations on a commercial deal take a long time just because it takes a lot of going back and forth and then um uh, like getting the head lease signed and and like negotiating all the prices and the op costs and everything like that so it's it was pretty interesting to learn
1: and that's the other thing right like it just especially for like liquor stores is like like to find a good location and to do those things it takes a while like and you have to be ready to like do those deals and close those transactions, right? Like, if it, uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, uh, and that's what, like, um, when me and Dave were kind of talking about, uh, like, kind of going through that, right? It's like, okay, Dave, let's, let's focus on this one. Let's see if we can make this one happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, even negotiating back and forth, it came to a point where, like, even in negotiations, like, you know what? Like, let's just walk away. Like, you know, yeah. just like, you know, this is not making sense anymore. Like, you know, I'm ready here to sign the deal. Like, if, like, you know, let's just walk away. Let's just see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And those are fun too right and yeah
2: it was good like yeah. it was like uh one of my first commercial experiences and it was like it was a long process but we got it done yeah and and it, it took a lot of back and forth between the landlord and and uh, you guys just to come to a common ground and yeah. it was like it was rewarding once we got it yeah so.
0: yeah no, it was how many like because your whole f- family yeah so is uh so they're bk, BK liquor, liquor yeah.
1: yeah yeah so how i like to describe it's like a bk liquor is like a co-op of family owned stores mm-hmm. so
0: um and what does bk stand for So
1: bk's book sheet Kalar, that's our grand grandfather that's sweet. on my okay. dad's side yeah it's a so, legacy legacy yeah so there's stories and stuff like he's like bootleg and some like you know he used to be like a Fighter and wrestler back in the day and stuff like that. So there's a lot of cool stories. about Cool him, history, so. yeah. Yeah. So
0: you guys, your fat like your family yeah. has different liquor stores and they're all BK though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. H- how was running uh the Dairy Queen?
1: It's <laughs> I. You know what? I learned a lot from Dairy Queen. um That was like our first big like food venture, mm-hmm. and yeah. like it, I've learned a lot from that place. Um, I think everyone has their own experiences as whether or not they like the franchise business or they don't. Um, personally looking back, I don't know if I would do a franchise again. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I like a little bit more options and controls of like which way I want to take my business. Mm-hmm. But
0: is but, it very like strict? Is that what you mean with franchises? Or
1: yeah, like you know when you're going through like COVID or something like this, like you know other challenges, like you know it's you can't really like change the product lineup because you know you don't like something or something like that. You really oh. that, you really buy into like that franchise, right? So you like, have no
0: control. Of what yeah, you, but yeah. but
1: you're paying them because you bought that franchise because I you believe the, in that franchise, of right? The name yeah. of that name of that success or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, from my experience, I would look at it a little different. Like you know, like I think personally I think right now a lot of mom and pop places like like if you do them well and good like Hmm. you know they do really well right Mm -hmm. um or you know I think that's where the kind of the market is now and it's kind of moving right so it's like I think the franchise model is
2: changing yeah like there's so many of them out there and there's so many different ones and then you're stuck paying like their royalties and their franchise fees and all that stuff so it's like you're kind of in their control. But if you're doing it the way that you want to do it and run it, then like it's, it's fully in your control as well.
1: Yeah. So. The, the good thing about the, the one thing I learned from Derek is like the processes and all that kind of stuff, how important they are. Right. Like having that, like that structure to your business, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, cause they, they, they make you go through training courses or something. Yeah, yeah. We went through lots of training. I think me and Vic spent almost like a month and a bit in like St. Albert oh, training, really? training out there. We went to Toronto um, a couple of times. Is, are those like mandatory courses you have to do? Yeah, or? yeah. So for, for to get a Dairy Queen, it's a, it's a lot. It's the process is big, but the way we got into Dairy Queen was a complete accident too, right? Like we weren't planning on getting into Dairy Queen. It was just kind of it just kind of happened. It was like you know we were. Can you share that story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you guys were looking at other yeah, franchises before. I remember you showing me something. Yeah, we like we kind of wanted to get. Uh, we were thinking about stepping away from liquor and then, but the thing was like we were going to do another hotel. Mm -hmm. And, um, so in that process we were looking, um, we had some land, we looked at some land up North land was big enough to do maybe a hotel and a strip mall. So we looked at the strip mall side and we're like, "Okay, a a fast food franchise here would be awesome. And the, the one that made sense was probably a dairy queen. Mm-hmm. and so we reached out to Dairy Queen Dairy Queen's like hey um, yeah we actually are looking for someone to open up something in that town as well but we are actually we prefer owner-operators right so we want an owner-operator in a small town owner-operator is someone that owns and operates the business pretty much so <clears throat> sorry so like um, like. so do you like buy it from them and then you own it or you own it and you run it yourself you, you run oh, it yourself in so a like, small town yeah, okay. yeah so you won't like you won't hire like managers and like Oh. To operate the, business, the day-to-day business. You're,
0: you're, you're not buying the business and leaving it and letting yeah. someone else. You're actually yeah. running it. You're so running like, it yeah, yeah.
1: yourself. So they're like, we, we're looking for an owner-operator there. So we're like, okay, well, we're like, okay, well, we could probably build it and just sell it. You know what I mean? And then we'll have the, and then we'll have we'll have a Dairy Queen in our uh, like in that complex in our complex. And then you know we'll we'll and then we'll just sell off the Dairy Queen. So that was the original plan. To build it, then just sell it. Just, like, to, flip just it. like, yeah, find someone in that process that wants to operate the Dairy Queen and we'll just kind of give them the Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. and like, you know, sell them the Dairy Queen. And then we'd still have that Dairy Queen still there. Mm. So that was the idea behind the whole thing. And then we went through the process and everything. And you know what, Dairy Queen, um there was like the franchise itself, like we actually kind of like fell in love with it. We liked it. Like, and, like you know, it made sense. It was a lot different than anything else I've seen, like the royalty... Did you look at other franchises or just Dairy Queen? No, originally we had looked at franchises just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like m- myself and Vic had looked at some franchises and stuff, and be like, "Hey, like you know, do we still want to do? Li- do we still want to venture into liquor? Or do you want to kind of go towards food? Because like at the time, everyone in food was making it seemed like tons of money. Like I said, like sometimes the grass looks greener on the other side, mm-hmm. right? Like there is more money. There, the margins are better, and everything." on the food side than it is and liquor liquor margins are really low and like you know Mm -hmm. so we were kind of like okay you know do we go that way so we looked at a few stuff Mm -hmm. a a few things and um and then when looked at Dairy Queen it's like man like it's like a well-known brand Mm -hmm. you know um everyone grows up with their Dairy Queen you know yeah the ice cream yeah Yeah. yeah, and then that's kind of how we're like okay well uh when the and then at that time 2014 Fifteen. That's when oil started coming down. So we're like, okay, the pro the Vermillion, the hotel project didn't like you know, it didn't make sense anymore. So we, at that time, we saw money with Dairy Queen, and Dairy Queen was like, hey, like, do you? We have an opportunity in Calgary. Do you guys want to take that opportunity? Right. And then we looked at the spot and everything.
0: And this is the one in Sechel. Uh, Sechel. Yeah. Yep.
1: The community was. I like i turned a little bit further away from development Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. then like so it was going to be like a growth area so we ended up you know doing the dairy queen there Mm -hmm. um we knew that we was going to take some time to grow it and stuff like that but for sure yeah but the the amount of time and energy that food takes is completely different so like you know you you, like it is owner-operated you do need to be there like it's not like you know what I mean? What do you what do you mean by that? Like it takes longer. Well, like even like so any restaurant that we... anytime we did anything at the even at the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. The big thing there is like the reason why we, I shut down a lot of the restaurant and I kept the bars open at the hotel too was like is you need a management team there that understands food and beverage. You need a management mm-hmm. team there that kind of does that, right? And if like if you can't put the right team in there, then it doesn't really make sense. Like every time I had like a decent team there running. The restaurant stuff it, mm-hmm. it did well mm-hmm. right but like again you need food and beverage people like mm-hmm. you can't have like it's a different you know it's a different game it's a different
0: game like, well the food turnover like i can't even imagine that's why restaurants are really hard right uh-huh. like someone has to keep buying the food and the food doesn't yeah it's make sure it doesn't go to waste and stuff and the quality keep the quality the quality,
1: the quality is important yeah. and the consistency right when you come in for you know, like, if you go in for your, like, favorite spot for food, mm-hmm. and it's always inconsistent,
0: you you're gonna not going to go
1: back, right? Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, service, everything, that's all important, right? And then, for me, is like, okay, at the time, also, I, I think a lot of Albertans went through this, too, is, like, labor was such an issue. You couldn't find labor. You couldn't find kitchen staff. You couldn't find this staff. So, like, that mm-hmm. was another issue at the hotel, too, where you're, like, finding, like, you know what, like...
0: Oh, you know, dude, I, it, It's the labor part, <laughs> too, I think... Um, and employees yeah uh, i don't think people understand how hard it is yeah to get uh, good employees to get good employees the turnover rate and yeah. like i remember when I, I had that cleaning company they raised the, the um, minimum, wage. minimum wage yeah like two dollars yeah i think it's like don't 15
2: dollars 15 dollars I mean. yeah $15, and before
0: yeah. it was like 13 and
1: i think it's even lower than that It's
0: crazy yeah, yeah and i was like holy like all these things, WCB, like yeah. all these things that you have to do with running a business. Yeah. Like it's, it's not as easy as it looks on the front side. No. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what
1: I want people to realize is like businesses are hard to, to run. Yeah. Right. Especially the back end. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. And that's where you got to make those decisions. Right. And that's like, even with like, with the restaurants that we, Kind of did at the yeah. hotel. Like yeah. a lot of times, it's like you know what, like it's not bringing as much revenue. While it's like, do I focus on the restaurant that's bringing in twenty percent of the revenue, or do I focus on the hotel side that's just bringing up eighty percent of my revenue? Mm-hmm. But the restaurant is taking eighty percent of my time. Do mm-hmm. you know I mean? Mm-hmm. So those are times, sometimes where I'm like, okay, I have to make those decisions. Like you know what, like I don't want to deal with the restaurant, so. It doesn't the, make sense yeah, to yeah, put sense your time in there. Because yeah, a lot yeah. of people in Airdrie always come up to me it's like, "Oh, like that restaurant that you guys shut it down." Like, yeah, like, but my bar's always been good. Like, I, yeah. I, I love the bar. Like, the bar as well. It does good there. Mm-hmm. But the restaurants always been like one that I was like, you know what? Yeah. And, like, but now we have someone amazing there. Like, uh, Ferrero's there. The Italian restaurant. amazing food and stuff. Like, and
0: oh, so there's a, know, so there's like, another restaurant there. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm.
1: like a and this is like a mom and pop spot. Like, so it's like, I haven't been there in a while. Yeah. It, well, did you guys have um? Yeah. A car rental place there? Yeah, something? there was a car rental. Yeah, yeah, it was Rent-A-Rack. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was leased out. Yeah. yeah. That but was like, a good one, too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, but it's, it's funny, man. go through a lot. Because we even did, like, the Korean restaurant there. Yeah, the I, went to, uh, yeah I went to Yeah, that. we yeah. went to the Korean. Yeah, I went, to, I went to, there with yeah, you, yeah, Dave. We went, we went <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Korean restaurant was pretty... Yeah,
2: you had, like, the, the mayor of Airdrie there. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, I remember.
1: Yeah. The Korean restaurant, yeah. um, So my it was just weird because at that time my entire kitchen staff was Korean
0: mm. Yeah,
1: and then my staff kept pushing me like let's do a Korean restaurant let's do a Korean restaurant <laughs> right I was like okay like if we're going to do this right like I don't know how to cook Korean like I don't know how to do any of this stuff but like they're like yo let's do it let's do it and then um, we ended up doing the Korean restaurant right the, mm-hmm. it, it was just it was just funny how it worked out like my entire kitchen staff was all Korean and they're like you know <laughs> I think I think a Korean restaurant would really do well do well and then and the same thing right like the team started flipping in the back oh. and then it became like i'm like okay well how do i go in the back and make like jibchi or like you know yeah like i don't know how to make that stuff <laughs> <laughs> those, but, those things for sure need to
0: be owner like yeah That's are owner yeah yeah that's yeah. why
1: I mean, like, it's like important because yeah.
0: like, like, if you hire someone yeah and they leave yeah kind of true, right it's like okay well i only know how to make yeah. indian food yeah. <laughs> I, We're serving I barely know how to do're <laughs> serving pizza at this Korean restaurant, yeah now. yeah, <laughs> Just throw yeah. throwing those frozen pizza, guys, yeah, yeah,
2: that's, crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, so I guess what's like what's the biggest lesson you've learned with running all these things? You've obviously done a lot of businesses, run a lot like staff a lot of people. What's the biggest thing you've learned on how to deal with all of it
1: um I don't know, I feel like I'm still learning, it's like. It never ends. It never ends, ends, right? Like, I don't know. The one thing that I've always taken away, like, with when I I met from the best Western, I ended up meeting a lot of, like, opened up a lot of doors and I met a lot of people. And you realize, like, a lot of these companies, like, I've met guys that have companies worth hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And you meet, like, all these other people and, like, guys that own hundreds of hotels, right? Mm -hmm. And you just realize, like, a lot of these guys aren't much smarter than you mm. you know what i mean there aren't there's not there's not mm. really a huge difference you know even like the guys like you mm. know um when you meet like politicians you meet all these other types of people and you are like you realize like there's not a big difference between you and them right and it's just, it's just like effort and energy that you put into things that like you know
0: that makes a difference makes
1: the difference right mm. yeah that's the one big thing that i've like learned over time is just like you know regardless of age because i did a lot of things that i, I find like you're using ages and excuses it's just an excuse like yeah. you know i've done things at like a young age and i don't think age was ever an issue like mm-hmm. when you're in the room and you're talking to these people you know they'll listen to you if you know what you're talking about like they'll listen to you you mm-hmm. can i've learned that like i can i've like you know i'm not afraid to go into a room and like hold my own kind mm-hmm. of thing because I've, I've done a lot of that stuff and even when i find like I meet someone that's even a little bit older than me or whatever. Like I probably, a lot of time I, sometimes I have more experience than they actually have too, in like a lot of things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one thing. It's just like, you know, the person on the other side, a lot of the time is not smarter than you. So it's like, yeah. you know,
0: but what, what I think too, is like at the end of the day, um, everyone's trying to figure it out anyway. <laughs> yeah. Everyone doesn't really like even the no, really like yeah. even for us in real estate, yeah in like when we do deals like we're trying to figure it out also right and it does come you can get the knowledge that everyone else has and like yeah like it doesn't really matter Mm
1: -hmm. the other thing too is like just having a an open mind and just like listening to people too right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you it's funny where you can get good advice from you know what i mean like it's like Mm -hmm. just being open and just not being close-minded to like having that willingness to like learn mm-hmm. and that willingness to change when you learn something new
0: mm-hmm. people have such a hard time wanting to change and learn I feel yeah. Yeah. like and that's what helps you grow right change and like learning something new right mm-hmm. adapting uh, adapting especially adapting everyone has to adapt to what's happening right now mm-hmm. right everyone and the only way to adapt is if you learn and grow from your mistakes, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But, but you yeah. know
1: what, so even through this COVID time it's crazy how fast people have adapted. Uh-huh. You know oh I mean? yeah. Dude, like dude. when this first started, you're like, Oh my god, we're all like, you know, now people are like more and more people are more comfortable going out, meeting yeah. people, talking to people, you know, like it's just
2: it's just you know, life, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Just
1: life. It's just, like, it's funny how humans just adapt to things, like, so quickly. and like, Yeah.
2: It's like what, like Charles Darwin said, survive the fittest, right? Yeah. So it's, like, whatever is the most fit at that time will be, like, the ones that survive. So yeah. you just kind of keep on adapting when life throws you curveballs. Yeah.
0: I feel like I, we still have so much to talk about. <laughs> okay. W- what was your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it?
1: I... have I don't know, man. There's always been like failures here and there, man. Um, but I've always like, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say like. I've, I've, I don't I've, like the word failure, but failure, biggest, but like, I, biggest I know thing you we learned from. Yeah, like but yeah. the thing is, like I found, like even when I'm like failing at something or like something doesn't go right, there's always an opportunity in something, right? Mm-hmm. It's either like, even recently, like something never worked out, but that door opened up for like something else something else right Mm -hmm. like i met someone out of that or like a deal or something that never went through or like trying to do a transaction and never went through and then like you learn from it and then you also like how do i explain it like there's sometimes there's opportunities out of those failures or sometimes you you learn from those failures too yeah Mm -hmm. a lot of like even like when I look back at when we first did the hotel and stuff, like there's a tons of mistakes I made. But those mistakes cost us obviously money. Mm-hmm. But I learned from those mistakes, right? And I learned fast from those mistakes. When when, when mistakes are, start costing you money, mm-hmm. you learn really quickly. Oh, you learn and right, you, and yeah. you fix those mistakes <laughs> yeah, really quickly, right? Yeah, and you adapt and you like you know make those changes. Right? Well, the biggest so,
0: mistakes are uh, like the bis- biggest mistakes you that happen you learn the most from. Yeah, know, right, and you never yeah. forget. You'll, yeah, never for forget sure. yeah. You'll never forget. You'll never forget. What's one thing that you feel like people don't talk about in business? Because you, yeah, you guys have so many businesses, and and I feel like people just think it's like so easy to do business. They don't talk about like you don't talk about enough. Yeah,
1: or... family businesses they get tough too, right? Yeah, because like, emotional decisions, right? That's mm. that's a big mm. part of like family businesses. A lot of the emotions sometimes get involved, and that's one thing. Like I guess I didn't even really think about that because right? like
0: you're dealing with your parents, yeah. your brother, yeah. I don't know who your other cousins or families, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: for sure. And there's a lot of emotions that kind of go into it. And it's kind of trying to separate yourself. Like for me, I'm not as emotionally attached to, like, I have to detach myself, like, you know, when I'm making those business decisions, like, mm-hmm. okay, whether or not you're going to buy that, sell that, whatever, like, you know, like mm-hmm. you got to almost detach yourself from those emotions, right? And make those decisions. uh That's one thing that's tough in the family business, is like, you gotta take in considerations everyone's emotions and stuff like that, and then sometimes, like because of those things, you end up making bad decisions because mm. you're not because you, you, you can't detach yourself from those emotions that you end up making a decision you probably wouldn't have made if it was a strictly business decision.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. It's it's like black or white. You're kind of in this gray area where yeah. you're dealing with like emotions and then business.
0: Do you feel you like know. the older you're getting, though, the more? Um, less emotional decisions you're making and more like, hey, yeah, uh, like yeah now I know from everything I've learned in the last yeah. ten years, this is a better route for everyone.
1: Yeah. And and that's what I find like this year's about for me too, is like, okay well I'm like if if we have this podcast like next year, mm-hmm. I think there'd be a lot of things that you'll see that I've changed. Mm-hmm. Well, I we're having this next year. But like yeah. this, this podcast like, is going on like, forever. Do you know I mean like I, I just like uh, some decisions I think I'm like hopefully they go well, right? Mm-hmm. The decisions that I'm making that I'm trying to make right now, and that is just to disconnect us emotionally and like make it more like of a business. Like I talk to other friends that own like family businesses and stuff like that too, and you know. You got to make the like, you got to finally figure out, okay. Like, are we going to maintain a family business or are we going to start growing this thing? And Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's fine, like, to run just a normal family business Mm -hmm. and you know, which is fine. Like, Mm -hmm. it it comes to that point where you got to figure out, okay, well, am I going to turn this into like a real self sufficient operating business that you know, or that I can step away from from when I want to do this? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't expect like my kids to be running liquor stores Mm -hmm. you know I don't expect my kids to be running my businesses when I get older like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so how does that look you know Mm -hmm. how do do I create something that tomorrow even like I think when you're trying to like sell businesses and stuff too right Mm -hmm. when um, that becomes a whole different part of it when you're in the family business mindset too right like where a lot of your finances and everything else is tied into that so when you get and I've seen people like there's this one deal that I was trying to make, and the guy <clears throat> owned a liquor store, and I was trying to buy his liquor store and move it to a different location, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy is, wasn't doing that well in his store, but and I was like, man, like I'm offering you m- way more than your place is worth, like you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And his his thing was like, he's like, I know, he's like, I I know I'll never get offered the amount of money that you just offered me, but he's like, but what am I going to do after? He's like, if I sell this thing, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what people, they, you just become stuck in that, like, you know, there's nothing else for me to do or something yeah. like that, right? Especially so, at an older age. Yeah, he's like, he's like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, right? I'm just going to stay here, like, if I sell this business, it's like, there's nothing for me to do. And, he, and here you are, like,
0: just, just sell it to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 Don't worry about that. Figure, <laughs> yeah. that, figure that out later. You're yeah. like, just sell it to me and you can still work here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Are you... Uh are you comfortable sharing any future plans or goals with your
1: family business or you want to? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I, I, <laughs> I, say, I don't like to ca- uh, count my chickens before they hatch kind of thing. Yeah. So right now it's just about like, okay, like Vic's no longer like he, he's moved on
2: mm-hmm.
1: from kind of like the business right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? You know? And then that's where it comes down to like restructuring, you mm-hmm. know? And like, and that's what I mean. Like, right now, for me, it's about building a team to make it more, like, where my parents are ready to... Like, they're already at that age of retirement. Okay, so, when, you know, what does it look like when... I, I'm already pretty much operating, but what does it look like w- with... If we do expand, mm-hmm. how does that look? Mm-hmm. If we stay the same, how does that look? What, like, what's kind of, like, what do we need to... What are your, like... You're, you're trying to figure out what are your next yeah, steps and that's, for this whole and that's, thing. And that's what I'm trying to figure out right now, right? Yeah. So, it's just, like how do I build that team how do i you know move forward and what does that look like right mm-hmm.
2: it sounds like uh, you're planning for war like, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah it's like yeah. a
2: preemptive strike like where where am i going to be what do i need to do what like where like how are things going to operate so it's like it's pretty crazy
0: <laughs> it, it sounds like like what you want in the next 10 years mm-hmm. where you cuz like you got to make some moves right now yeah right in order to set yourself up yeah because yeah you're just trying to figure out what's more important to you yeah. Like, and which businesses are
1: for sure, right? And then the other thing is, like, it's also important for me to spend time with my family, too, right? So, mm-hmm. like, what's taking up too much time or what doesn't deserve that my time anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and those kind of things. Because, like, at the end of the day, I want to be there for my kids mm-hmm. and stuff, too, right? So,
0: yeah, work life balance, yeah, awesome. Um, I think I got one more question for you someone getting into business in a franchise or like. A hotel or liquor business what's some advice or something you would tell them before they jump into that
1: um yeah like because my big advice for people would be like is when you're going like the one thing I learned from the family businesses like so when at a younger age and stuff when I used to work go work with my dad and stuff like that was like I would never get paid Mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, Dave probably knows this too it's <laughs> Yeah, like working for your dad like yeah. you don't get paid like yeah. I don't like I got paid when I was like when me and Eric did our things and after that like even like working now you know like yeah. Yeah. I don't expect a paycheck I just work yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. and that's one that's one big thing that like going into a business starting a new business is you're gonna have to realize really quick is like not to expect a paycheck uh-huh. you know what I mean so mm-hmm your time in like three years all your time and energy effort is going to go into starting this business Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. don't expect a penny out of it so where are you going to get that income from where are you going to get like do you have enough in savings do you have enough in this Mm -hmm. do you have enough in your raving rainy day fund Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the bank might give you all your money Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the bank's still going to want want to get paid if something goes wrong Mm -hmm. what happens Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and going into it like i would not any new like even Dairy Queen the liquor store like that we just opened up like like there won't be nothing out coming out of that thing for three to five years right mm-hmm. Like, and that's just we know that going in mm-hmm. right so it's like you gotta be ready for that like even like you know when you first start in real estate you know what I mean you're not gonna start selling 20-30 houses right off the bat you're gonna have to build that right and mm-hmm. like what is your plan and how do you go from there and I think that's a big thing a lot of people don't realize is like when they're getting into business is that like how how long, how long it, how take long it takes yeah. to actually see your return, how long it takes to actually like, you know,
0: and that's actually like, that's so true. People think you make money right away in business yeah. and you got to prepare yourself for the, like the first couple of years. And you, it's not all like, Hey, let's start a business and we're getting paid right away. It's a lot. It's a grind. It is. And, um, same with us. same with us. All the companies I've started, like it's a it's a grind just to get it even going. Yeah, right. And it tests you and it messes with your head and like yeah, like definitely that's I think that's actually really good advice. Is like if you are going into business, prepare to not get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm in three years or I don't two expect years. to yeah i think it's yeah.
2: hard too because if like a lot like if you're coming from a nine to five and you're like used to this paycheck every two weeks yeah and then you're you uh like go into something that it's like a new business it's almost like a shock to you you're yeah. like oh shit like i'm not getting paid that's why a lot of people they they get out of business because they're not used to that they're not willing to put in the effort to grind and also uh like deal with the um like the effects of that right so mm-hmm. it's like it businesses don't survive if you aren't willing to put in the work and you can't expect to get paid for every hour that you're putting into it because
0: yeah. sometimes you don't yeah oh there are some deals where you know it takes so long to close right yeah um and you for us i know even starting like as a realtor it, it might take you three to four months to close your first deal mm-hmm. and then you're playing catch-up to pay for all your expenses in the last four months right yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
2: and um, you don't get paid in, and we don't even get paid until like a week or two after those people have moved in. Like pe- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, even yeah. we close the deal, doesn't mean we getting paid. We're not getting paid until someone's actually in the house.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. That was one of, so that's one of the big things. I learned that really quick when I got my real estate license, I got my real estate license like oh, yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. And just to get keep my real estate license going, I was like paying like, at the time it was like $500 a month. Yeah. You know, yeah. I went to this brokerage and I was like, you know, and I was like, man, like, I was just working or trying to figure out ways to just pay my real estate license. <laughs> yeah, like, you know? Sure <laughs> know. And it's like, what the? Dude, that's like probably yeah.
0: 80% of realtors there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Even with us, like, you got to pay all your fees and all that stuff and all your dues, and you got to pay for your own lifestyle stuff as well, too. Yeah. Like, your mortgage or, like, whatever, your car, or
0: insurance. It's like, it adds up. <laughs> it adds up, man. And that was like a myth we talked about. Like, you can make a lot of money in real estate, and you also cannot, right? And I think that's, you know, not knocking on any brokerage models but you know paying you know twelve hundred dollars a month is a lot lot. right just and if you don't close the deal that month it's twelve hundred dollars the next month (laughs) right Right? that's not even including your gas your meals your yeah you know your living expenses it adds up right (laughs) and um you know me and dave just closed a deal that took about two years yeah you know Mm -hmm. How many houses did we show them, man? I want to say like a hundred houses.
1: Right. <laughs> so yeah. it 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 does take a while. So yeah, that's like when I refer you guys, people, and I'm like, "Yo, don't waste your time, man," because I understand. i like, I totally yeah. Understand. Yeah. I was like Yo, "Don't waste your time." Yeah. That's so if you're funny. not gonna if yeah. you're not gonna buy a house, just tell them right now. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for those referrals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's right.
0: laughs> And that's something we've had to learn yeah. with our time, actually, during COVID, where we actually screen so much more now yeah. with buyers and sellers. Yeah,
2: that's one of our takeaways that we did during COVID was we, we created some forms and stuff like that.
0: We're like, yeah, if they're not past step one, we're not showing you a house. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, if you're not pre-approved, yeah. why are we looking at houses? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Definitely your time. It's important, and uh, if you are going into business, Girk, I do believe that that is really good advice. You can't expect to to make to make it like instantly, instantly, instantly right? Yeah. It, it's a long process. Yeah, it takes time, and there's a lot of tweaking that happens along with like as yeah. the business goes, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we'll leave it at that, Girk. Do you want to say any last things or any things before we go? Now that we have you here, <laughs> okay. any last no. words or anything?
1: No, think, um, Thanks for having us. Mm-hmm. or having me here, yeah. <laughs> you know, And how can they
2: find you on, on Instagram? Like, like, what do you? What do you guys?
1: Instagram. Um, at BK Liquor Tuxedo. At BK Liquor. <laughs> we have. We have uh, so you, Instagrams for all of them. So yeah. I'll start from the <laughs> beginning. So it goes: BK Liquor Tuxedo, BK Liquor. Uh, Deer Run, um, and then Mandeep Guys have BK Liquor, um, Beaufort, and BK Liquor down here on 37th Street, uh, Westbrook Mall. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us at uh, Dairy Queen. Well, Nolan pretty Hill. much all the BK Liquors, there's their family. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. And then and um, Dairy Queen also, and Sage Hill. Dairy Queen, Sage Hill, yeah. and then Best Western Airdries. So if you. Yeah.
0: Ask for the collar discount yeah. when you, <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you yeah. book it, the Best <laughs> Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just mention our cool. name. <laughs>
1: yeah, no uh, but honestly you gotta got check out the f- like the restaurant up there is doing amazing the, yeah i want to check it out the food's really good he just got reviews in the paper and stuff as well and oh. it was like really good
0: oh and this is a, a italian restaurant in there yeah
1: italian and the, they do the bar food as well we okay. have some like amazing subs and like um what's it called uh we, we're doing a wagyu uh smoked meat sandwich mm-hmm. uh, which is bomb that's okay. so good yeah.
0: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna come by yeah. something we didn't even talk about is like you have, you have, um, BLTs in your, in your yeah. best Western yeah. too, right? Yeah. When, I wonder how much money that brings in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
2: right, guys. Uh, <laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks, for,
0: thanks for the Hennessy here. We we're it's really good Hennessy. Um, this is sponsored by BK Liquor, guys. <laughs> <laughs>